0: To another session of Pip Talk podcast. I hope you're all well. Before we go any further, I would like to say a happy Ramadan Mubarak to everyone throughout this period of Ramadan. <laughs> With that being said, I'm accompanied by my host today, your main man Jay. What's poppin', B? I'm
1: good, bro. How are you, bro?
0: I'm blessed, man. Alhamdulillah, I'm blessed. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> so we've got a few topics to go over today. Um, And before we go into it We just want to announce that We are now back up and running With litcapital.co.uk Indeed Be sure to head over to the Lit store To grab yourself some merchandise Secure the bag
1: Support the movement man Support the movement
0: Grab yourself a Money Day t-shirt And not only that But have a look at our courses We've really, really gone to Extreme measures to make sure that we can give you guys enough in-depth detail as to how we can help you learn institutional trading. Hence the name: Learn, Interact, Trade. Trade. Yeah. Um, so with that being said, we do really want to look into to what's what's on the agenda for this week ahead. Um, so we've got five top things to watch out for this week. Okay. Um, me and Jay are going to go over a few things. Uh, the labor market wipeout. We'll go over. Um, The the US and and China trade deal Uh, We'll go over the reopening of economies Um, We'll go over oil We'll go over the Bank of England to publish new economic forecasts And and more importantly guys We'll give you an an all-round All-rounded I should say Excuse me All-rounded guide to what to look out for this week And of course what's happened um, so far Uh, As of course we did have two interest rates last week so, to take it away, the U.S. employment report for April will take the center stage this week, laying bare details on the depth of the economic fallout from efforts from effort, to contain the spread of the coronavirus pandemic. The figures are expected to be historically unprecedented, and markets will also be watching the progress of some U.S. states and many European countries as they cautiously take steps to reopen their economies. Trade worries c- could come back to the foreafter. The US President Donald Trump um, ratcheted up an anti-China rhetoric and oil prices will be watched for signs of sustained strength after record output cuts kicked in on Friday. Now, meanwhile, the Bank of England is to have a policy meeting on Thursday and publish its latest economic forecast and financial stability assessment. So here's what you will need to start your week. Jacob, take
1: it away. Appreciate you, bro. So, yeah, we're going to talk about the labour market wipeout and um, the actual labour department. um, They're due to be releasing non-farm employment reports for April and Friday coming. So, uh, the overall picture is expected to be staggering with economists forecasting the loss of 21 million jobs for the month. That comes after a decline of 701,000 in March when in historic 113 months of employment growth ended the unemployment rate is expected to jump to 16 percent that's a crazy figure uh, with more than 30 million Americans uh, saw employment have sought employment benefits excuse me in the in the last six months um, yeah that's I mean that's a crazy figure just seeing it to be honest with you um, it is. I mean
0: just touching upon the, the unemployment um, you know, the unemployment benefits in the past six weeks or more then has been over 18.4 percent of mm. the working age population. Um, and you know, I'm not sure if this is the seventh week of isolation now.
1: I think season. so, yeah. It is.
0: Yeah, but you know, it's it's fair to say that I mean, you know, without going too too far into you know propaganda or the propaganda I should say that that's being spread worldwide, but you know, deaths are deaths are definitely the deaths are real, okay? The number of deaths is questionable, yeah. okay? Um, but what is definitely real and evident is the unemployment rate, okay? It is growing at an alarming rate. Um, there's more people losing their jobs right now than there are people who are gaining jobs. But at the same time, this is the perfect opportunity to, to learn a new skill set, okay? mm-hmm. pick up a new profession, and really just branch out on not only investing into yourself, but into a business that can... Really help you throughout these unprecedented times. I, I was talking with an investor yesterday, and I was, we were just talking upon the, the subject of if things would ever go back to to the way they were. You know, if if the so-called normality would ever come back into into in, into light. And it's very hard to, to kind of you know foresee what's going to happen. But what we do know is, you know, there's more than thirty million Americans. Who are at the moment unemployed and looking for benefits? So I don't yeah. know if you guys are keeping up to date with social medias and stuff, but we are seeing, you know, massive um, queues outside of um,
1: uh, supermarkets Every, everywhere, bro, everywhere, yeah. everywhere man. So people
0: are getting bumped left, right, and centre.
1: Yeah, that's what I want to say no. What it is is at the end of the day, there's there's just a big there's going to be a massive pressure on government in order to. Um, test the situation and, and, and try and get the economy back to normal because this can't, this sustained lockdown, it just can't really continue like this with, you know, small businesses as such. Um, you know, they're being crippled at the end of the day because small businesses, um, you know, not, nothing in the corporation type world, they're, they're okay. They've, they've got enough money to, to, to sustain and shut down, but small businesses as such. um people that have leases on buildings and stuff like that. If if, if we're not making money, are we going to keep this building? So that's one of the questions I have in regards to, you know, the whole situation with the virus spreading and stuff like that. Yes, there's a pressure to open up um, states in America and such as that, but will we still be risking people's lives? Because the coronavirus numbers, um, as far as I know, are not actually decreasing as of yet so it's a risky time in regards to um fully getting trying to get the economy to run as it has been so um yeah a lot a lot of things in terms of the data the data is going to look to see and state whether it's worth us worth the government opening up um, economy again or or letting this play out further but we'll see this week for sure um let's talk about yeah, man, let's talk about the trade deal as well, though. What do you think?
0: Yeah, um, the US, I say the US, you know, I think it's very clear if I say Donald Trump. Trump. Donald Trump <laughs> he said on Friday um, raising tariffs on China is certainly an option, as he considers ways to punish Beijing for its alleged future to contain the coronavirus. Yeah. Now, a lot of things are happening with respect to China. We're not happy. But obviously, with what's happened, this is a bad situation. This was the words from Trump. Now, all over the world, 183 countries are being affected, but we'll be having a lot to say about, of course, what's going on. It's certainly an option. It's certainly an option. Okay, this is what Trump said many a times. But, you know, whether Trump will risk the collapse of of his trade deal with China is unclear. But what he will be mindful of is the threat you know, of the coronavirus death toll and economies damaging, well, um, economies being damaged, I should say, to oppose his chance of the re-election in November. Everything now is going to be in light of, of, of bettering the, the, the Donald Trump camp, okay, the yeah. Trump camp, because, of course, the elections is, is, is on the horizon towards the end of this year. And if you, you know, if you're really looking at things from a, a, um, a logical standpoint, it wasn't so long ago that China was imposing tariffs on Apple, and and um, America was imposing tar- uh, bans on 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 Hawaii. So we really did see, you know, the the trade deal. Uh, escalate in, in in further negative actions in a, in a further negative direction. so it's very hard now to sit down in light of what's happened with you know the coronavirus spreading you know Trump, Trump even coming out and saying it's a it's a China virus. it's really hard to, to you know to really sit down and believe that moving forward they're going to come to some type of mutual agreement which is going to be positive for both countries. so I do think um, you know the worst is better to, the worst is yet to come.
1: Um, what's your thoughts on it, Jacob? Yeah, um, it'll be. It's key. I'm keen to see how Trump's going to play it out. Um, yeah. Because we remember towards the start of the year, mm-hmm. um, you know, US and China they supposedly agreed on phase one of their trade their trade deal, oh, yeah. and then this this craziness happened, and we ain't heard anything since. Obviously, with it, it's not priority priority for them to be negotiating right now. Um, yeah. No one's really going anywhere. Everyone's trying to sort their own economies out as such but um yeah it, it just kind of went silent after they supposedly agreed on the phase one um with China probably you know looking back at it they probably thought they got the the short straw as such so I'm um, yeah. um yeah it'd be good to see what Trump does I don't really see what you know him saying he might impose tariffs because of China but it's just a bit like you know it can you can you really do that but then Trump is Trump you know um yeah but just going into, you know, the comments of what you said in regards to, you know, them not being happy, um, we can understand it because uh, over with the, the U.S. small business, uh, the small businesses administration, they actually process 3.8 million loans. Right. And that's wow. for more than 500 billion, um, 500 billion dollars since the launch so they've had to launch uh what's called the paycheck protection program and that's began in april 3rd so them not being happy in my opinion is to to do with all of this fiscal stimulus quantitative ease and all of these methods that central banks are having to use that's probably what donald trump's thinking he's like look you lot caused this outbreak like in in order for us to fix it we've had to bail out you know an x amount of people It's like, you lot are going to have, you lot, we might have to give you a tax on that just for the sake of like, you know, fit. That don't make this happen again. So I I can understand the stern words, but whether he does it or not, because in my opinion, the trade deal is still something that, you know, you kind of want to get that through because, you know, it's bad for business as such either way. So how he's going to deal with it, if he's going to be mature about it, or if he's going to be childish about it, you know, Donald Trump's going to do what he wants to do. That's what it is. So we we'll, we'll have to yeah. just wait and see.
0: Yeah, and I think interestingly, just before we move on to, you know, talking about um, uh, the reopening of, of economies, yeah, um, what's very important to take to pay attention to at the moment, guys, is the bond market and the treasury market. Yes. If the bond market and treasury market is rallying higher, um, you know, we can expect the dollar to to go along with it. So, you know, interestingly, what we're seeing in the bond market is, you know, the bond market is high, it's trading higher. So there's, there's more reason to believe that the dollar should continue to go higher for that. This kind of correlates into what Jacob's just said, yeah. you know, um, they they've taken a few cuts in terms well, I, I say cuts, but really they're, you know, a few reimbursements back to like Jacob said, small businesses, et cetera. But the ultimate, the ultimate, um, end game for the trump camp for the americans is to push the dollar higher i mean that's Mm -hmm. what they want to do um so for that being said it's it's very important to have a look at the bond market because this can really give you footprints to what's going on um but yeah jacob let's 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 talk about the um the gradual the gradual reopening of the economies.
1: yeah let's do it so obviously this week um coming out of england we know Boris Johnson, he's expected to actually um, roll out or revise some type of lockdown uh, plan and and um, most European companies. So they're going to gradually be opening the economies with um, Italian factories and building sites to reopen from Monday after Europe's longest lockdown. Uh, we're going to have German schools opening along with museums and churches um, and small shops Britain, we're due to lay out our exit strategy in the coming days. So, yeah. um, very, I won't say excited, but you know, we need some good news, man, because yeah. it's been it's been a bit boring, let's so to speak. But um, I'm a bit of an introvert, so I'm not too affected. But I, I, I'm missing just a, a bit more of a structure in my day to day. So it'll be it'll be good to to see what Boris is actually going to say. So um, governments, though. Uh, They are very wary of a second wave of infections, Uh, but with the European Central Bank predicting the euro area economy to shrink by as much as 15% this quarter, authorities are also keen to get activity going again. Meanwhile, governors in about half of the United States partially reopened their economies over the weekend, with Georgia and Texas leading the way. As of Saturday, the number of known infections across the US had climbed to more than 1.1 million, including about 65,000 deaths, according to wow. a Reuters tally. So, yeah. you know, when you do hear figures like that, it's not good news because it's just like, look, we can't just go back to normal, mm-hmm. right? It's it's too risky because at the end of the day, those numbers, 1.1 million don't sound like a small number to me. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So yeah. it's not something you can just palm off as... um you know, it's not that bad. You can't really palm it off as, oh, it's it's not that bad. Do you know what I mean? Because if we still haven't contained this global issue, like if it's not globally and it's um, it's still rising globally, I don't believe we need to be rushing anything as of such. But, you know, if you are getting, you know, economies shrinking by as much as 15% in a quarter, I can understand why people are like, look, we can't actually government should i say where they're thinking we can't keep up with this we have to
0: yeah i make you right because you know when we're looking at the standpoint from the travel sector you know, the second states start to reopen for business you can expect people to be traveling and again and if people start to travel you know and certain states haven't been cleared then it's not you know this is never really going to go oh. away so i do think this is a long game for for an excuse to um to see a real recession, a real deep recession. You know, if we think people are being affected at the moment by, you know, the unemployment rate being around a few million, let's wait till we really hear numbers such as 50 million, you know, tens of Mm. millions of people Mm. that's really uh, unemployed. So I I do think this is a long game. You know, who knows? You know, we may get a reopen and then shut back down again. And it may happen two to three times before they really get the picture that we have to, you know, really take drastic measures as opposed to just... Because um, if you think about it, Europe, uh, England compared to a lot of the other European countries, you know France, for example, it's very the the, the rules are very strict. Yeah, you can't just walk up and down your streets. Yeah, you know, here, however, you've still got people bike riding, you've got people walking up and down, it's, sitting it's very in parks. Casual. Yeah, you know it's very blasé. So it's an interesting time, um, but of course. Be sure, guys, to keep up to date with our fundamental updates within our Discord channel. Um, we've got untold amount of news releases coming through uh, around the clock, 24-7, to make sure we're really giving you guys um, the best of the information that's out there. So,
1: Indeed. Indeed. Um, but moving on, uh, you know, news coming from Bank of England. Well, what do you think on that?
0: Yeah, so the Bank of England is not expected to make any changes to the monetary policy. Which is which had which they have their meeting this Thursday Um, after it cut the rate twice in March to a new low of 0.1% and ramped up its government bond buying by a record of 200 billion pounds. So, this goes back to what I was saying not so long ago, which was the bond market. We really want to pay attention to what's going on. We can see that the bond market is you know trading a lot higher. Not only that, we had interest rates last week, um, and all interest rates have been kept the same, you know. The the dollar had an emergency interest rate um, in March, which has led them to this, this month, excuse me, January, February, March, April. Yep, in March, so which it led to April's interest rate remaining the same. Um, we've seen it across a few different currencies. We had the euro interest rate last week that also remained the same. Um, so instead of investors... Well, instead, right now, investors will be focusing on the publication of its new economic forecast and the interim financial stability report based on the pound. So the Bank of England will announce its latest monetary policy decision at 6 a.m. GMT rather than the usual time um, of 12 12 p.m. GMT. Now, this is in order to accommodate the joint publication of the interim financial stability report which assesses the impact of the coronavirus pandemic on the financial industry. Now, the Bank of England Governor Andrew Bailey will hold a press conference after the policy meeting. So it's really, really important, guys, to keep up to date with our financial updates channel within the Discord, because we will be keeping you guys up to date around the clock 24-7 with exactly what's going on uh, within the financial world. And of course, more importantly, the Bank of England. Jacob, I've, I've got one question for you before we move on, mm-hmm. um, and the question is: Based on the interest rates, with them remaining the same, what what effect is that going to have? Is that going to be a positive or negative effect on its nation's currency?
1: Um, well, it's it's going well to it's look how low it is. Do you know what I mean? That's what you should be looking at in the, in, in the original. What I I believe uh, it's negative. Because, you know, the way the economy is, is going, the economy is shrinking, global economy is shrinking. So yeah. with with interest rates staying the same uh-huh. and um it's quite interesting that they're moving the time from 12 p.m. till 6. Yeah. Um That's that's a bit interesting to me. I, you know, they're saying this to accommodate, but, you know, we've never seen that before. So that's, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, I, I look at things I, like I that guess. as, you know, what I mean, there's a bit more of a thought process to it. But, you know, we'll have to wait and see. Uh, yeah. what, what the chart shows us, so to speak, but overall, considering that, yeah, sorry, I was going to say, considering the London session actually starts at eight, 8 starts at eight, 8. exactly. Adjusting. So, the fact yeah. they're just throwing it, you know, a lot, a lot further forward is a bit like, okay, maybe that's not the main thing to focus on then. Um, with okay. you know, the governor speaking and holding the press conference, maybe that's the thing that, uh, majority of investors and speculators they're going to be really, um, looking at. So, for me, um, you know the Bank of England it sound like they they're taking a precautionary approach mm-hmm. um you know to the situation, which is cool, but at the end of the day, like you said, like it's up to us as well as uh, in terms of the population to yeah. you know do a bit better and 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 just stick to the to the lockdown issue if we are to overcome
0: yeah for sure and um you know <laughs> we've had a really 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 nice run with oil over the past few weeks oh, um, jesus christ so, so tell me jay you know will the record output of 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 oil should i say yeah will the record output of oil increase or will it decrease what's going on with oil at the moment
1: no nah, they need to be cutting it man yeah <laughs> they, yeah they have to so um Chris,
0: way too high
1: you need to cut you it no <laughs> So um yeah, oil prices they actually climbed on Friday as OPEC and its allies embarked on record output cuts aimed at reducing the supply. Uh, after the coronavirus cri- after the virus crisis, decimated global energy demand. So yeah, let's speak on that. You know, we've seen mm-hmm. oil at a penny a barrel. Thirty dollars. No 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 yeah. no 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 no. Okay, okay. no 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 no. We're talking <laughs> a penny a barrel. Okay? Like, never before seen on a market. Like, we've never seen that before. Never seen, never heard. Never. So, you know, there's really no real... There's no real demand for oil. Like, because of this this, this pandemic, businesses ain't operating. Uh, Everyone seems to already have a supply. So it's just like, why am I taking on more oil if I can't really get rid of the oil and use the oil I already have? I don't need your oil. So then... That's led to, you know, the oil market literally crashing. OK, yes, we've seen a rise. Uh, We also see we saw it dip back down to six dollars a barrel um, where it went from a penny a barrel to twenty dollars. But it went back down to six. It's now steadily rising again with the news coming out of OPEC. Um, But uh, the global oil benchmark, Brent crude has fallen almost 60% in 2020 and hit a 21-year low last month as the pandemic squeezed demand and OPEC and other producers pumped at will before reaching the new supply deal that kicked in on Friday. The Organisation of Petroleum Exporting Countries, Russia and other producers known as OPEC Plus have agreed to cut output by 9.7 million barrels per day from the 1st of May. Even so, some analysts doubt whether the reduction, the largest ever agreed, will be enough as demand is unlikely to recover rapidly. Correct?
0: Yeah, I make you right. I mean, it goes about saying, with with the continuation of countries being in lockdown, there's going to be no travel, no business travel, no jets, no planes.
1: Zilch. There's,
0: there's really no reason for oil to pick up. There's really none. Nope. Uh, especially how we're even coming into a summer period. You know, there's just, it's just really not really much reason. Uh, countries, Some countries are ahead of the curve. Know, some countries are, or should I say, have already been going into a renewable, a renewable um, phase. You know, <clears throat> the renewable energy sector is is due to, at the moment, probably be probably be climbing so high that it's, it's probably been, it's probably at its best best point in the market right now in terms of how high it's rallying, mm-hmm. um, and that's just due to the fact that you know when when a, when one door closes, opportunities arise for many different doors. You know, and. We knew actually it's very interesting. It's only a shame we didn't start doing these podcasts um, sooner. But last year we, we specifically called oil to reach zero dollars a barrel. Um, we never anticipated it to happen so quick. You know, it's happened. Uh, it's happened so quickly. It's very hard to kind of get get in control and actually get a trade out of it. Um, luckily, we've been able to, you know, to catch some shorts. but you know, mm-hmm. rest assured. Going into a community perspective for the Lit Academy, but definitely looking to catch some some long-term uh, positions on this, providing we can get a clear signal. Yeah, um, you know, from from economies that you know. Well, it really, guys, it's coming down to this coronavirus. Yeah. right? this virus is going to be an excuse for a lot of things to crash. Okay, and at the moment, the more this virus comes out, the more the virus prolongs, uh, the less the less important oil is going to be. Yeah. Okay? I wouldn't really look at buying oil at the moment because there's no real reason as to why oil should pick back up to prices of you know forty, fifty, sixty, or even thirty dollars a barrel. Um, That's of course our opinion. You know, um, it's always best for you guys to make your own your own opinion, but you know, please understand the fundamental factors are are massively at large here. Mm -hmm. I think you know we've covered a lot of topics today. Um, We didn't hit you guys with a podcast last week due to other. Pressing pressing concerns and and, and uh, jobs we had to attend to, but be sure um, to subscribe to our YouTube channel, Lit Capital. You know we're always providing you guys every Sunday with our market outlook. Uh, we've just recently collaborated um, with with a friend, another business, Vargas Capital, and this is really aimed to make sure we can provide you guys with an untold amount of of lit pips.
1: opportunities. Okay. Yeah, man, I'm very uh, excited for that. So. Uh not to cut you off but yeah, very excited for that man it's um you know it's good to see the market from other people's perspectives sometimes, and you know Vargos coming out of you know Amsterdam, it's a totally different mindset, so you know very happy to be on board with um shout out Rodin, I wasn't gonna mention his name but shout him out, man, you know what I mean. <laughs> You know, what long time, time coming, ready? man. It's it's uh sure. it's good to see his growth, you know. We've been been uh, knowing each other for a few years, so it's good to see his growth and what he's done um yeah. over in his country, man. So it's just like you know, why not let's, let's lock in and, and, and provide content for our community, man. So sure. definitely expect that um you know to pick up very, very soon. Um but yeah. sub- like and subscribe to our YouTube as as Cavell was saying for sure. And be sure to join our Discord for free, man. It's all there. It's all necessary to grow, you know?
0: Yep, and I'm going to say this, guys. Um, If you're listening to this and you found it valuable, we'd appreciate a review, whether you're listening to this on Spotify, Google, Apple, any podcast uh, major platform you're listening to this on. Give us a review. We'll be sure to shout you guys out on the next one as well. Um, and I'm going to end it by just going over the pip count um, for last month. So in April, within our copy trading channel, we provided a total of 595 pips. Um, and within our charts channel, which is a free channel, okay, accessible to anyone who clicks the link and joins our Discord server, we provided 1,202 pips. Okay, so it's, it's really been a lit month. Um, it's been over, uh, you know, 1,500 pips in total, or over 1,700 pips in total that we've provided out to our community. So we really hope that you guys have been able to catch the majority of these, and look forward to catching some more of us. Stay lit, stay home, stay safe, stay lit. And I'm going to end it here by asking Jacob. Remember,
1: every day every is day. money day.
0: <laughs> Peace.